This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Well, and I've listened to um, an old, old podcast. It sounds like I'm like sprinting through those numbers. So thank you so much. The children are listening and are very wise as well. 086-000-2032. We're in conversation next with uh, Mametle Sibe, who is the president of the General Industries Workers Union of South Africa, that is uh, Kiwusa. And they are making a call. They say that residents of the Denver Temporary Shelter have been dealt another blow and have lost all of their belongings as a result of the recent heavy rain. The structures uh, were erected as a temporary housing solution for the victims of the Usindiso building fire in Marshalltown that claimed the lives of 77 people in August last year. Some of the displaced fire victims were moved to the area in November. Civil society groups have lambasted the conditions that the victims are living in. And we now speak to Mametla Sibi. Mametla, good uh, evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. What are the conditions like that uh, some of these people find themselves in? Good evening to, uh, to, to listeners of SFM. Yes, um, Obviously, as you might have seen, there were heavy rains in Johannesburg. Um, the area was flooded, including Denver, in former settlements, where the survivors of the uh, Marshalltown fire um, were actually located into what is supposed to be an emergency accommodation in any former settlement of Shekhs. And the situation is very dire because the situation there, because, you know, it's almost a basin where they place them, and there is no storm water drainage system. So the heavy rains resulted in flooding. The shacks, you know, came underwater, um, meters long. The buildings uh, soaked underwater. The food, and therefore, you know, the community and the residents lost everything uh, on top of what they already lost um, in the tragic fire in the Marshall town. So it is really a tragedy upon tragedy. Just, just explain to us the structures that they were living in, the temporary structures, that is. It is shacks um, that, um, as I've said, were constructed in a basin. So that is where, like, all the water from an upper-lying area of Johannesburg would be flowing into. So, um, and I mean, it created a lake, uh, you know, condition, uh, because um, as a basin, obviously, that's where the water stopped. Uh, all the way from the upper lane areas. And these are checked, and, and people couldn't sleep. And the result of which is that, as I said, all the buildings, you know, came underwater, all the food, and what mega assets people had. Uh, when I went there this morning, um, you know, people had to throw out all the old mattresses that were donated by, you know, me, you know well-meaning good people uh, in the aftermath of the tragedy. Because, you know, these people have received less if any help uh, other than this temporal accommodation from the city of Johannesburg. So they had to abandon it, and now the only way that they are able to sleep is that um, gift or givers came, and I think alongside the Red Crescent, they provided um, one mess. Um, yeah, I think it's a mess. Mm. Um, and I think, um, you know, but it's one per check, um, in checks which accommodate on average about three to four people. Uh, because these are families, and, you know, um, one meal, I think, each uh, by gift of the givers, and, and there's not been any relief uh, in any form on the part of the city yep. of Johannesburg. 
what do you think then the lessons uh, should be learned from this particular experience? Because as things stand, and we know that the Usindiso building inquiry is still underway, that this might not be the last time that the city has to find temporary shelter um, for people who are in a, an emergency situation. It means that we've got to look uh, in terms of our responses um, to emergency and disaster situations like the one in, you know, at Denver. And it means that there must be an allocation of sufficient funds to ensure that people are provided with decent accommodation. Otherwise, you are going to have people that have already been through a lot being further victimized. The reality is that the floods in a situation and a context of a deepening crisis of climate change, alongside other extreme weather events, these are going to be increasingly recurrent and extreme in their intensity. Therefore, what the city needs to also develop is you know, the public infrastructure that is robust, that is resilient, and can be able to ensure a proper adaptation of our communities and proper, adequate, and decent housing is central to that, alongside making sure that we tear our roads, we build a proper storm water drainage system. But I think in the final analysis, what we do need is the situation where we develop a mass public housing program, first and foremost to upgrade uh, the 224 so-called abandoned buildings in the inner city of Johannesburg. I dare to argue those buildings properly upgraded probably provided with amenities and services, they can provide a decent accommodation and housing for many of the city's poor and disparate people, but also a public works program to ensure that a mass public housing of all people in the informal settlement across the city of Johannesburg in many townships, because a tragedy in Marshall Town is only a tip of an iceberg, is a permanent state of disaster in many of these informal settlements where fires are raising through many of these communities. In fact, in Denver itself, by the way, few weeks, few weeks ago, immediately after location, fire raised lots of some, uh, some of those uh, uh, shakes and you know, some of the people lost um, and, uh, uh, what, what asset they had in that fire as well. So we, we, we need to be able to say, how then do we deal with the crisis of public housing across all the major urban centers in the country? Because this is truly a national in a major social crisis that we are facing. Thank you so much for your time. That is Mamutleo Sibe, who is the president of the General Industries Workers Union of South Africa, Giwusa. 0614-104-107. And you can also drop me an X at Aldrin St. Pierre. Our studio line is 086 000